Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, the podcast where I usually speak to musicians and artists about the jobs they've had between going on tours, between tours or making records or before they started their group. But today's a little bit different in that I wanted to learn more about a group that's really fascinating me. I wanted to know about how the group formed and the way that they're referencing songs from centuries ago to continue the lineage of those songs and tell narratives, stories through song and traditional folk and create something that's exciting and interesting. Last year, their compilation album, Songs Without Authors, Volume 1, came out, a supreme listen. And not too long ago, they released a new single, Barbary Allen, the song playing beneath this, which goes as far back as the 17th century. So loads to read about this, loads to dig into and get into. And and I love the imagery, the way that these songs continue to evolve and the way Broadside Hacks are pushing that forward. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. This episode is supported by 2000 Trees Festival, taking place from the 6th to the 9th of July in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London. Idols, Jimmy Eat World, Thrice and Turnstile are all headlining. They were the winner of the Best Medium Sized Festival, once at the UK Festival Awards. And if you know you want to go but haven't yet got your ticket, you can get 10% off with the voucher code 101POD. 2000treesfestival.co.uk is the website and 101POD is the promo code that's 10% off which saves you 20 quid and you can go see bands like Berries, Calva Louise, The Regrets, Gaz Brookfield, Petrol Girls, loads of bands if you're into heavy guitar music. That's 2000treesfestival.co.uk, 101POD is the promo code, save yourself 20 quid on a good time. Cheers for listening. This is Campbell Baum, founder of Broadside Hacks. Go well. I guess we've all, I mean, for one, I guess we're all very new to to playing folk music. I mean, there's maybe the odd person that is is kind of, it's in his, uh, he's kind of been raised on it. But most, I think the most of us are still sort of, it's very new to us. And I guess we've all, uh, it's kind of the first time, it's quite nice, it's nice because it's the first time that we're, not only is it the first time we're playing together as a group, but it's the first time that we're discovering how to sort of play it, you know, and we're all kind of coming from Mm. starting at the same level and kind of learning together, which is nice, you know, as opposed to it being, you know, I guess we're all kind of mid-20s or whatever. Usually by this point, you'd think, okay everyone's been in a band they've kind of been writing their own songs or whatever and you kind of by this point it would probably be maybe the second or third band that you've been in whereas for us doing this it feels like we're kind of starting again I guess starting from scratch moving into a a new folk world you're playing Kite Festival which lineup is amazing Shirley Collins I mean that's sort of on my mind 24 (laughs) 7 about how ways that we can kind of pull that off the best you know the best we can (laughs) because it's it's kind of I'm not sure when we got offered actually my uh, Jeff Barrett from Heavenly actually booked us for it um it wasn't announced or anything because it's the first year isn't it and Jeff just called called me up and uh said I saw you saw you um perform the other night and I've got this idea Shirley's we've got the Heavenly stage at Kite Festival and 
Shirley's launching this book. He said, do you know who Alan Lomax is? And I was like, I was reading reading Alan Lomax, uh, The Man Who Recorded the World, which is like a book on his life uh, at that point. So I was like, I do know him. Um, <laughs> obviously, reading a book like that, it feels like miles and miles, worlds, worlds away. And then suddenly, you know, reading about Alan and Shirley collecting these songs in the 50s, and then suddenly there's... Um, Jeff saying, do you fancy performing on stage with Shirley play, performing these songs? And it was like this crazy, yeah, really weird, but amazing, yeah. And I called up one of the other other guys in the band and he said, that he was like, where does it go from there? That's kind of like, as a folk musician, that's like the peak. <laughs> like, you know, which, it kind of, which is why it's so kind of scary, but also obviously a real privilege. Has that kind of exploded your imagination in terms of, you know, the way you think about playing music, but also the kind of aspirations, I suppose, if that's not too much of a, like a, a blunt thing to say. I mean, yeah, I think, I guess, um, this whole thing was kind of born out of their, all aspirations being kind of squashed by COVID, um, in lockdown. So that was kind of, it was kind of like, well, okay, doing, playing in this project, playing in Sorry or whatever, but where's, no one knows where that's going. So it's kind of, it was definitely, I think the whole sort of, it started um, because there were no aspirations, you know, there was no, no one knew exactly what was going to happen in the next mm. year or so. So, um, so it came just from looking for another kind of looking, I guess, yeah, looking for another uh, avenue into something new, into like looking, um, to sort of um, delve into something that was like so outside of my sort of comfort zone, I guess, and and trying to incorporate that into I was never kind of stepping fully away from what I sort of inherently do. I don't think it was never, I was never like, right, I'm starting completely new, you know, I kind of everything up to that point, I guess, it still influences how playing in sort of, you know, other bands, indie bands or whatever kind of influences still how you you know how I kind of look at approach these songs and approach arranging them because um at the end of the day it's it's all kind of I don't kind of um say if I'm arranging you know like an, an old song I don't um limit myself to it being like one thing you know because it's that genre or whatever it's kind of all kind of everything just filters into one another you know it's just the source is different instead of coming instead of like starting from um, something that you've like some chords that you've written on a guitar it's like you're starting from somewhere else you're taking finding a field recording and then starting from there and then putting chords to that and you know instead is that liberating you know doing this thing that you've done for so long uh you're fi finding that different well of inspiration that different source definitely yeah I mean um yeah it's nice to it's kind of it, now it seems right at this very moment kind of um it's or for the last since covid since the pandemic started it's been kind of my main i guess my main sort of focus so that's been the main thing and then obviously this next we've got the next sorry um all that all, next sorry album and stuff and all that's going to kick off soon so who knows where but it's definitely been liberating for this period i think i mean it's i'm not sure I mean, I'm sure I would have found something else to do, but it's definitely, it's been nice to have something to focus on for sure. And it's got to be said, you know, folk music, the audience of all ages, more cultures, 
and and that that seems really exciting definitely yeah i think that was kind of evident when we did we did the songs with our authors tour in back in september um and i honestly to be honest i mean we kind of with our agent and stuff we made this plan to to do this tour because there was an album coming out and it was like felt you know stuff was a bit more relaxed and um and this was sort of came up with this plan to do this sort of you know relatively ambitious tour um considering that it wasn't no one really knew what broadside hacks was they weren't didn't know if it was a band they thought it was like the label but then they weren't sure <laughs> you know and we were saying there was no music credited to broadside hacks online and then there was this tour doing performing as broadside hacks so it was kind of i was like i don't know i can't really i remember on the first date being in cardiff and being like I wonder who's going to come to this <laughs> because it was not really, it was not clear. You know, there was like obviously all these people performing like Katie or Naima or whatever performing. And you were like, are, are people that are into, you know, Katie's music going to come or, um, or is it going to be more, is it going to be all sort of older folk who are into trad music? And it was in the end, it kind of was a bit of a mix, but yeah, no, it is definitely nice. So there's, um, I feel like if you are into traditional music, you're when a band comes to town or whatever and it's doing, you know you're going to go and you're probably going to hear something that is familiar to you now. So it's, it's slightly more comforting, I guess, than going to see um, see a band who's like, you know, writing original songs and they you don't know any of them, you know. Did you find many people were were coming because of the affiliated members or, or the the groups of the members? in broadside hacks could you see people having a bit of a gateway for that yeah i think so um i guess it's not i think definitely london shows i mean uh, the london shows have been mainly people that you know we're we were associated with anyway and who are in in or or sort of affiliated within the scene or whatever um and i think that's nice i mean it it doesn't feel weird for some reason i mean you know somewhere like the windmill or whatever you you can you can get away with doing anything there. It's, you know, just because it's, you come and you're playing traditional a uh, hundred years old songs. It's people kind of, people are used to seeing stuff that they have never seen in that space, you know, uh, much, cry, much, much crazier stuff than, than what we do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's felt like a nice people of people were kind of have, have felt pretty responsive to it. Definitely in London. You're saying how you know you you're already getting into Shirley Collins and and discovering your own interest in that. Have you really done like a swan dive into discovering these these folk? Yeah, I mean, I guess the main definitely into into the history. I mean, it kind of it started when I the the um, songs with the authors thing kind of started, which I guess was the idea was like July 2020 or whatever when it first sort of thought of the idea um and that was when i guess that was more about i guess it was it was kind of it was just taking it was just trying and um it was like an exercise really taking like try arranging a piece of music which kind of already exists you're not it's not coming you're not coming up with the whole thing you know you've kind of got to work with something that is already there um that was i guess when i started delving into into stuff and definitely we did i did a booklet with the with the album as well which um i kind of thought i really wanted something because it meant a lot to or it was one of the things that i was really 
had really got me hooked on it was all of the histories and all the different versions of the songs and uh the variations and how they've sort of um how they've traveled and and changed and been adapted or whatever and i felt it was important to have that information um alongside the album so yeah we did this booklet and i thought it would be i wanted something visual because all of the all of the sort of um inserts or whatever that i have with you know the albums that i have are all just pages and pages of text and it's certainly someone that doesn't know about um folk i don't know it's just no one it's never that appealing you know to read when you just when you're opening something and it's just like pages and pages of you know text so we did this um this good design i was working with um we came up with this idea to have a map and then have pinpoints on the map of of like the first place the first recorded reference of the song a list of um the first all of the sort of recording other recordings of the songs up until now whatever and you'd have a visual thing so you could see how it had traveled where around the world it had gone and stuff like that um so yeah i've been kind of and that doing the research for that was like scrolling through like reddit threads and stuff and like basically digging into the 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 whole dark darkest corners of the um internet trying to find out like where the songs had originated from if there was no you know if if there wasn't anything on wikipedia or whatever so what were like some of the 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 most interesting or captivating places or people or cultures or feelings that that you discovered there there was one that james yorkston arranged which was this old gaelic song um i he he did say where he found it but there was other than that there was other than that one recording there was zero information on it so that involved like finding ordering a couple of books and then like doing some research and finding out some more stuff from there and but the ones that are really old you know those ones that go back those old the ones that go back to you know like 16th century or whatever interesting because there's some of them there they might they've got like accredited author who's someone else disagrees um with the source and says no this person wrote it and then someone goes oh this person actually didn't exist it was a um yeah i don't know it's funny there's um there's a bit of that in there as well hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It makes me think, I don't, you know, did you go to uni? I didn't know, actually. I spent none of my time reading books. It does make you think of all the years that you didn't spend, you know, doing some some research into something that's really mm. kind of captivating or stimulating. Mm. For sure, yeah. I mean, um, I certainly, yeah, this is, it had been a while since I'd kind of put my mind to to something like this or just gone back, you know, to dug that much into sort of history, you know, um, I guess, because, yeah, as I said, I didn't go to uni, but I, it was nice because it was kind of, it was this accompanying thing to something that was sort of something that I knew and it just kind of, it was, it all kind of, yeah, I don't know, it was good there's a theme of of how a lot of those songs have queer roots what was your first discovery there so that was i think um 
I think Shovel Dance Collective was that was something that they they focused on definitely. Um, we I think what was interesting when we were kind of curating the everyone for the film was that everyone we kind of wanted to have uh, four groups that had come approached folk music from completely different places, um, and so we have got we've got Caroline in it as well, who kind of um, they started off in an Appalachian band when they were teenagers or whatever that's got the first that's how they met and and now they obviously have gone from those folk roots into something you know um much different so that was kind of about how i guess how that had influenced what they do now how folk had influenced what they do now then there was um there's us for example where it was kind of we were playing it we we had formed a folk club and that was we all our group was kind of formed of people that came out on a friday night you know when pubs weren't open um and it was much more of a communal thing um that's really nice and then you've got shovel dance where it's kind of as you say it's um uh they kind of dig for sort of queer narratives and stuff in in folk songs um yeah so all everyone's sort of from different places which was what made it interesting i think And the film, well, by the time this comes out, the film was premiered at South By. How did that come about? And was that like, a, did that feel like a success being able to premiere it as, with somewhere with such, you know, clout and history? And- yeah, I mean, it was, it's all thanks to British Underground, really. Uh, Crispin and Naomi there, who they, they kind of approached us around the similar time that Jeff sort of called us to do this Shirley thing. Um, I think yeah they they had heard about they before songs without authors came out there was another compilation called our singing tradition which was all recorded on phones it was all a cappella um and they'd heard that and said do you they already had the date in the diary booked the they'd hired real world studios (laughs) and said do you want to come make a documentary here pick a few bands um to come and feature in it um so it was all very yeah, it was. It's. I mean, he before we'd even met, he kind of asked if I wanted to do that. Um, so it all happened quite quickly, and um, we filmed it last August. Um, but yeah, they the original plan was to kind of have it have it premiered um, at another festival in the states when COVID restrictions and everything was still in place. But um, we held off on that and. Yeah, they basically they asked us they asked if we wanted to us and Shovel Dance wanted to come out to Southbound we'd premiere there instead. So yeah, well thanks to them really. Have you seen the final cut or are you are you waiting? No, I've seen yeah I've seen it. Um, we had had a little private viewing at um, the, uh, in somewhere in the Curzon in Holborn a few months ago, uh, where it was kind of everyone involved and some press and stuff came. Mm. Um, but there's. I mean, there's a few, I think there's a few different cuts, you know, that they do depending on, because I know that the South by there's like a certain type, it's got to be a certain length or whatever. Um, and, or for this particular, you know, show, they wanted to make it a certain length, um, not, you know, bore everyone with an hour and a half of people talking about <laughs> folk songs. But no, so I think there's a, maybe a, a slightly abridged version for South by. Uh, there's one cut which has, Shirley Collins doing some narration as well, Amazing. which I haven't actually seen. Um, but it's nice. It's it feels 
um it feels like we're kind of ready to make another one you know <laughs> because it was felt it's that it feels like quite a long time ago now that we actually filmed it and we were so sort of um uh, it was so we were so new we'd done a few gigs you know and we were in real world filming it so but it's a nice it's a nice sort of documentation of of where we were at that stage after coming out of the pandemic and having you know run this folk club for like four or five months or whatever brilliant yeah i mean it's and that's what it is it's a documentation it is is it is i mean i kind of wondered having not seen it i wondered if it would almost be um you know like an alternative format of of the record of of the group it's the two it's funny the boards the two boards like there's kind of two arms to boards attacks i mean i guess there's maybe more potentially arguably more but um <clears throat> in terms of the music side of things there's um there's the all the songs about author stuff which it's all was all sort of done remotely because of because of restrictions and lockdown and whatever and then the folk club um stuff in, in fact was not centered around it was people that were involved in in the compilation but um but actually kind of had no association in terms of how it was um how it started like it was more of a casual thing there were people that came that were involved in the compilation there were people that came that weren't it wasn't um it wasn't like we did the compilation and we're like right let's play these songs it was actually um we kind of it was more of a <clears throat> there was no one sort of leading it necessarily mm. um and we take it in turns to choose the songs or whatever so in, in fact in the in the documentary we don't play any of the songs that are on the on the compilation it has this they were all kind of formed through being in a room together whereas the compilation is it's like back and forth on laptops so they're two very different things do you think that's a, a way to be a group in in this time and not such a rigid structure having something a bit more fluid and a bit more having a few more floating points do you think that's something that keeps music being exciting you know keeps keeps records having a you know a bit of spice a bit of something new yeah certainly for us it was it was really refreshing having done being in a studio with maybe like a few of us at a time um multi-tracking everything and <clears throat> overdubbing it's really nice to actually suddenly be in a room with everyone and playing song playing these songs for the first time you know because we'd none of us had we kind of learned i kind of learned how to play folk for the purpose of the compilation <laughs> um so yeah there was a kind of a lot of learning to do in terms of um being more of a yeah a band i guess not that we were not that we were kind of trying to form a band at the time but brilliant <clears throat> wicked well yeah thanks so much for, for for giving me all that that's such a wonderful story and no oh, thank you for having me yeah story made of stories yeah <laughs> there's kind of no end to it is, is that I know, how you yeah. feel i think so yeah maybe yeah <laughs> i need to go browse. get my ticket to kite festival you do, yeah, yeah. Nice one. Well, let's see you soon then. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, Giles. Catch you soon. I've been working all day, I've been laying on the side, running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day, call me mate. Every blink of me, I've been on the go. This is a Mighty Moon Media podcast.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.